HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. This week on Meet and 3, we head into the second part of our mini-series on global trade, where we talk about all things sweet, from chocolate and sugarcane to the cultural festival that accompanied the growth of the date industry in the U.S. They're using this romance and fantasy to say dates are exotic and you should consume them. I like to think of the food that we eat as archaeological artifacts, in part because the history of humanity is in the stands in your produce market. It's not like other foods. We have very like personal feelings about chocolate. Tune in to Meat and 3, HRN's weekly food news roundup, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, welcome to Japan Eats. I'm your host, Aki Kodema, a food writer and a director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deep understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every daily in the supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi, ramen, izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I tried to demystify it in this program with my cool guests. My guest today is Atsushi Numata, who is the chef and owner of Ni Japanese Deli at Essex Market in the Lower East Side, Manhattan. Ni Japanese Deli is unique because all the food he sells is very healthy and allergen-free. He opened the deli in 2012, inspired by his newborn baby who suffered from a lot of allergies. So today we'll discuss Atsushi's intriguing childhood of growing up in a restaurant family, how his music career shifted to cooking, how he makes delicious, allergen-free dishes, and much, much more. But before you start, Japan Eats is available on the Heritage Radio Network website, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as a podcast. So please go to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, whichever you listen to, and subscribe to Japan Eats. And please write a review. We really appreciate your feedback. Now, let's start our conversation with Atsushi Numata. Hello, Atsushi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello. Nice to meet you, finally. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, this is a Zoom world. We exchanged a lot of email beforehand and we never met each other. Right. But yeah, but you have a great yeah, reputation. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so first of all, where are you from and what well, did you eat? Yeah, go ahead. It's, I love to hear okay, what you so, want to say. Yeah, I'm originally from Tokyo mm-hmm. and uh, as what, what, what I used to eat. Um, well, mostly my mother's cooking. Mm. But, uh, you know, she. Uh, her parents uh, used to own uh, uh, Ryote, mm. which is like an exclusive restaurant. Um, you know, you get to have a private room and, uh, mm. you know, high-end stuff. So right. um, she was really yeah. good at the cooking. Mm. So, and uh, as I was growing up, you know, there was not much Western food yet, like now <laughs> in Japan. <laughs> but uh, she tried, so she, you know, she tried a lot of Italian recipes and, you know, um, Western cuisine, mm. so I was very fortunate to have you know parents, and my my dad also liked to eat out. So yeah. um, as a kid, he took me to the different restaurants, and you know mm. um, my experience start there. 
Right, so that makes sense that you're in the food business. And uh, for listeners who are not familiar with uh, Ryote, Ryote is、um, it's a restaurant, like Atsushi said.、Uh, it's very formal and it's used often for corporate dining out, like meetings and gatherings, or very formal、um, dinners. Many politicians、uh, and the businessmen. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> right. Yeah, so yeah, that's really amazing that your grandparents. And have that very authentic、uh, high end restaurant. Yes. Right. So, so, when and why did you come to New York? I came to New York in 88, late 88. And,、uh, you know, my goal was I, 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 I've been always playing music. So, I wanted to play music here. You know, I always、um, interested in、uh, music coming from New York. Mm. So, I just wanted to experience the scene and also play it in there. So, right. So, and I heard that you had worked as a DJ. So, could you tell、yes. us about your career as a DJ?、Um, immediately, I got hooked up with promoters、um, running parties you know, around the downtown New York area. So, you know, back, back then, they, they, they didn't find many Japanese DJs. So,、mm. I guess, you know.、Um, I caught their eyes, and so I started playing around the downtown New York, you know, mostly clubs. And yeah. Right. So, like, that was at the time, like, Japanese music is kind of like、uh, funky and、uh, edgy and cool in downtown. Yeah, the downtown New York scene was amazing. You know, like,、uh, it was like、uh, in the middle of the hip hop scene, so a lot of hip hop DJ came out around then, and so it was so inspiring and、uh, fun. Mm, wow. By the way, what, how did you study music? You just listened to and you studied.、Uh, my, my dad played a little bit of jazz guitar. So I had access to the you know, instrumentals, you know, guitars and pianos. And, you know, and I grew up around the, you know, musical instruments. And also, I like to listen to records and stuff you know, my dad had. And、uh, then I started buying my own music. So I didn't really formally. Studied music, but、uh, I was in a band, you know, during the high school days. So,、right. self studied, I guess.、Mm. And do you still DJ sometimes? I do, but yeah, but not, <laughs> not around this time, you know, all the clubs are closed. <laughs> so, yeah,、mm. unfortunately, I'm, I'm just playing music for my kids at house. Right. Well, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> It's the best. Right. So,、um, and I heard that you had cooked professionally before opening Ni Japanese Deli. So,、yes. where did, did you work and、uh, what were your responsibilities at well, those places? All my high school job was you know, in the kitchen. So, I started young. But、uh, um, in New York,、um, first job was Samurai Mama,、um, noodle, noodle shop、mm. in, in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Right. So, well, just to listeners, Samurai Mama is really amazing because uh, uh, we had the owner, Chef Makoto Suzuki, earlier,、um, like maybe many, many episodes ago. But he's、yes. really the foundation. Oh, he was in the show. I didn't know. Yeah, he was.、Okay. Um, he's an evangelist of uh, Brooklyn uh, Japanese dining scenes. So, yeah, he's just amazing. And this, the Samurai Mama is still there, it's very classic. And、uh, good、um, ambience and relaxing、um, yeah. place with good food. So, yeah, yeah, I didn't know that you worked there. Right. I was in the beginning,、uh, right before the opening up. So,、um, I, you know, we came up with a lot of recipes together and,、uh, right. you know, the broth and dashi、mm. and noodles, noodles by itself. And, yeah. Right. So, they, they serve a lot of udon. And wheat、yeah. based、uh, thick noodles, just classic Japanese udon noodles. Right.、Um, and among everything else. <laughs> so,、yeah. okay. And、uh, so, by, by the way, when you started, started working in Japan at high school, did you work at your grandparents' restaurant? or...、Uh, yes,、uh, during the summertime,、um, I have two other brothers. So, during the summer break, they used to send us out to、uh, Osaka, which、mm. my、uh, mother is originally from. So, Basically, our babysitter was like one of the you know, prep cook. So he, used to, <laughs> so he used to make us you know, help him you know, prepping vegetables and you know, taking off the,、um, 
you know, unnecessary part from the vegetables and, you know, stuff like that, like seasonal stuff during the summertime. And we used to go to the mountains, get some um, um, mountain vegetables and, you know, yomogi, mm. magwot and stuff. And so... Mm. Wow, that's like very I said, authentic. I started young, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's a usually high school uh, kitchen jobs, it's like washing dishes at uh, casual, right. you know, izakaya or something like that, but you worked at the real day. So well, I, started, like a... I started as a server, and then I got I got along with the kitchen people. I don't know why, mm. but and they're like, oh, you should, you should work in the kitchen. And it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so the destiny is determined back then already. I guess so. Right. Um, okay, so, uh, and then you also worked at the American restaurant in New York yeah, called the, yeah. the General Green General in Brooklyn? Green. Oh, yeah, also in Brooklyn, yes. Right. Um, Those yeah, had a really great reputation, so what did you learn? Unfortunately, yeah, but yeah, mm. I knew the chef before, mm-hmm. and uh, he was on his way out, so he was looking for somebody, um, you know, taking charge after him, so I mm. got in there, and, and uh, you know, I had an experience with Italian and um, Chinese well. before, so yeah, during oh, wow. the, my, my high school days. So, um, but uh, it was a quite quite an experience, and I loved it. You know, like it, it was a really busy restaurant, mm. and uh, I really liked the commotion. You know, in the kitchen, you know, it's like a battle zone. <laughs> right, the energy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but I'm curious though, like you know, the when you cook in real day in Japan, is mm-hmm. that a different ambience than you know cooking in an American restaurant in New York? Uh, yeah, American restaurant is much more, you know, a lot of screaming and going on, and uh, <laughs> like I said, it's yeah. like a, it's just like a battle zone, you know. Um, wow. But I like I really like the energy. Mm, right. So that's a unique experience. And uh, do you um, do you think it was a different? experience that's now valuable yeah it's when you definitely cook. different because you know japanese cooking as you know you know it, it doesn't require much of firepower mm. but uh, western cuisine is you know all about firepower firepower and the temperature and mm. you know so and you know a lot of stuff is um you know made on the spot you know like Japanese cooking, like you, you need you need to do a lot of preparation, but uh, you know mm-hmm. the western the, the restaurant I worked there was like you have to make a lot of stuff on the spot. So right, like steak or know. burger, meat, or like a yeah, quick yes. and steak. Right. Yeah, especially steak. Yeah, I learned a lot about you know temperature mm-hmm. for the steaks and the burgers. Right. Yeah, I always wonder how you, you know, like a steak is so personal. And I, even I mm-hmm. cannot make myself perfect yeah. steak at the, well, the level of... People still going to complain. <laughs> <laughs> no, no matter how perfect, you, you know, you cook it. But uh, yeah, but it's just, you know, you have, you have to cook hundreds of them, you know, to get the right temperature. And uh, right. they are very patient, you know, with me learning stuff. Mm. So that's mm. great. Right. Oh, it's such an achievement because the General Green, unfortunately, it's closed, I think, permanently, but yeah. it's a really well reputable restaurant. So, wow. Congratulations. So, yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, it looks uh, good on my resume. Yeah, it's, it's really yeah. unique, right? Usually, in Japanese chefs in New York, they don't have that, yeah. like, the real authentic new American restaurant. Like, you know, like, right. authentic meaning, like, quote, End quote. But uh, yeah, that's great. So, and you opened a new Japanese deli in 2012 in yes. historic Essex Market in the Lower yes. Side, Manhattan. So, mm. why did you open the Japanese deli there? Um, working for people, uh, the restaurant people, it, you know, just takes a lot of my time. And uh, I just had a newborn. So, I want. I wanted to participate in raising her, mm. so I needed more flexible schedule, you know, for my days. So, and uh, my wife back then stumbled across the um, Essex Market. Uh, she got she she got be friends with um, um, one of the vendor, and she she was told that there's going to be opening. So we just jumped on that you know occasion. Mm. Right. Um, yeah, so the 
This Essex, uh, Essex marketing lawyer said it's really historic. We're going to talk about that in a moment. But sure. yeah, it's just amazing to be a part of it. You must have been mm. really proud to be a part of the Essex market. <laughs> Back then, I didn't feel that way. But yeah, because <laughs> we just moved, you know, like uh, two years ago. So oh. the, the older location was really, I mean, I, I loved it, you know, but uh, um, how should I describe it? Um, it was really old because it was like almost 80 years old market. Mm. So, it, But it kind of reminded me of the Tsukiji market in Japan. Oh, so, yeah, before they moved to Toyosu, right? Right. So I really liked right. it. But, uh, you know, a lot of people thought, you know, they are scared to try our food <laughs> you know, because oh. building looks so old. And so, and, right. but uh, it's yeah, almost now like it's great. A, mm, yeah, it's a... It's a very nostalgic place, but I understand it's almost like going to a museum or something, like a preserved yeah. area of the museum. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, what is the concept of a new Japanese deli? Well, like you said, my daughter was born with you know, a lot of allergies, so, and uh, it was almost impossible for her to eat Japanese food because uh, she was allergic to uh, wheat. Mm. And uh, soy sauce is you know, basically made with uh, soy and wheat so right. um, and, but fortunately there's a tamari with uh, soy sauce without wheat so we've you know we had to find many condiments and uh, spices and other stuff for Japanese cooking uh, you know we start looking for um, um, allergen free condiments and mm. stuff so right. so Gluten-free, allergen-free, and also, you know, we try to have a um, lot of vegan option. Mm. And uh, so that was the concept. And right. also, so, um, yeah, sorry, mm. go ahead. Yeah, so, so basically, it's a healthy option who's sensitive to food and, uh, like, clean, healthier. That's the idea. Sounds yeah, like. I guess so, yeah. Right. Sorry, I, I inter think... interrupted you. No, it's okay. Yeah, I think we are we are the one of the first restaurant you know start doing uh, gluten free mm. uh, cooking. Right. Yeah. Um, so what does ni mean? Uh, ni simply means we just me and my you know my ex wife love the character the hiragana ni mm. Japanese character, but uh, later on people ask us you know. Where does it come from? So we just came up with um, when you write New York and uh, Japan, Nippon. So it starts mm. with ni. <laughs> so we said New York, <laughs> Nippon. Mm. Right. Well, why did you like that you both like the hiragana, that's the character letters? It, it consists <laughs> three lines. So somehow, you know, we, we just had a new family. You know, my, my first born was just born so three lines signified each of us huh, interesting <laughs> so i don't know right. my, my ex-wife ex was an artist so she has a uh, her own vision right and the knee is like you know when you smile you say niko niko in japanese so it's some right. to remind me of that smiley face yeah. um right so okay so uh by the way um for those who we mentioned earlier, but uh, who or listeners who are not familiar with Essex Market, what right. is it? Maybe you can tell me. Essex Market was one of the first first public market in New York City, um, and it opened in nineteen forty. Mm. And uh, you know, main purpose was then was like there were so many um, street vendors, you know, like. Uh, in the Lower East Side, there's a lot of different groups of uh, immigrants. Mm. So they used to do uh, uh, street vendors, you know, selling vegetables and, you know, um, the takeout food or whatever. So instead of having vendors, you know, scattering around the city, around the streets, they, they thought, okay, so we're going to have this public market. So somehow we can control and organize our street vendors. So that's mm. how it began. And uh, not many, I mean, there's so many then, but uh, not many of the uh, markets survived. I think there's only three public markets exist in New York City right now. One in Uptown and Brooklyn and uh, Lower East Side. So 
Mm-hmm. Uh, SX market is one of them. Right. Yeah, and uh, well, they could like change the form, and I I heard even like originally opened in eighteen eighty eighteen eighteen about two hundred years ago, and okay. uh, yeah, it's like really open air. There's no roof. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So it's a very right. primitive form. And right. I can't believe that it's still going. And then last year, on May 2019, the market moved to the new location across right. the street, which across is like street. shiny, <laughs> beautiful <laughs> space. Yeah. Right. So you must be very happy to be in the new place. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We are happy. We are happy. <laughs> mm. yeah. Right. Um, okay. And uh, so how... Do you um, connect with other people and the vendors? Is this because the market is a community, right? The SX market yes. itself? Yes. Yes. Um, well, basically, you know, all the vendors is family-owned. So a lot of family members are involving. So, you know, we had a newborn and we used to take her to the market too. So they kind of embraced us, you know, instantly. Mm. You know, and they tried to, you know, tell us, how to raise a kid and <laughs> 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 everything. So yeah, and uh, so it was in you know instant connection, you know. Mm. And, uh, right. Yeah. So you got the whole village to raise a kid. Yes. <laughs> so right. my my daughter's first word is Spanish. <laughs> oh really? Wow. Yeah, because a lot of Spanish speaking you know speaking people were there and. Uh, you know, a lot of them mm. don't even speak English, so they used to talk to her in Spanish. And her first right. word was agua. Oh, <laughs> water. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, oh, by the way, the Essex market's um, occupants uh, kept changing based on immigration history. Yes. And now it's really reflecting uh, more diversity of New York City. And they right. now even have a Japanese vendor, so... Yes. It's such a celebration of immigration culture in this whole city and, uh, I would say, country. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, we'll take a quick break here, and when we come back, we'll discover what healthy dishes Atsushi offers at Ni Japanese Deli. So please stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Roberta's was founded in Bushwick in 2008 and has become one of the most iconic restaurants in the country. HRN made its home inside of Roberta's in 2009, and together they have become part of the DIY fabric of the neighborhood. Roberta's, the pizza restaurant, is open for lunch and dinner seven days a week and serves much more than just the famous wood-fired pizzas. Their team dreams up new salads, pastas, and sandwiches on the regular. Roberta's Tiki Bar is alive and well in the back garden, serving up frozen drinks in the summer and hot toddies in the winter. Stop by the bakery and takeout spot next door for fresh breads, sticky buns, and pizzas to go. And of course, there's the two Michelin-starred Blanca tucked away in the garden for truly daring diners. But Roberta's also extends beyond Bushwick, with multiple locations in New York City and now in Los Angeles. You can also find their frozen pies in grocery stores around the country. The spirit of Roberta's, like Heritage Radio Network, is everywhere. Here's to many more years of pizza-powered radio. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Japan Eats. I'm your host, Aki Kataema, and my guest today is Atsushi Numata, who is the chef and owner of Ni Japanese Deli at the Essex Market in Lower East Side, Manhattan. So, um, so what kind of dishes are on the menu at the Ni Japanese Deli? Okay, so it's basically, you know, it's uh, vegan sozai base. Sozai is like a small dishes, like, you know, you combine with other main dishes and stuff like that, you know, so... Um, you know, we we wanted to have takeouts for the like, small dishes in the package, so you, you know you can pick and choose different packages and you know to make your own uh, dinner or lunch. And also, we started doing a um, bento box, which is like a lunch box. You know, consists of rice and uh, 
different kind of uh, uh, small dishes and also protein options. You know, we do fish and tofu based uh, main dish. And also we, we also do noodles and uh, you know, sushi just like any other Japanese restaurant in um, New York. So there's always demand for, for it. And uh, yeah, so mm. basically, basic Jap- you know, Japanese stuff. And uh, even though we're doing a lot of vegan options and uh, you know, a little again free dishes, but I still think you know, it's somewhat traditional. Even mm. though we're using a lot of um, ingredients from um, uh, the local ingredients, you know, like I, I go to the uh, green market at the Union Square and, uh, you know, get some fr- fresh vegetables, like, mm. doesn't even consider Japanese ingredients, but somehow I make it to Japanese food. And also, you know, SX Market has the grocery stores, and mostly from South America, so they have a lot of I- interesting um, ingredients, you know, like yams and the different kinds of potatoes and even the condiments and, you know, so many different kinds of chili peppers, so... Mm. I combine them all together and the summer I still feel like it's traditional because I I don't like the word fusion Mm. people like to call us fusion you know fusion or whatever but Right. Well, I think that the essence of Japanese cuisine is just based on simple ingredients and what you do with it is just the approach is not to mess with it. You right. just try to make the most of the flavor regardless of what you use. So maybe exactly. you are developing a new style of Japanese food here in New York. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Local, fresh local ingredients and uh, complement them, you know, to Japanese flavor. Right. And I looked at the menu on the website of New Japanese Deli and I saw delicious looking photos and uh, I got hungry and I felt super nostalgic to recall. yeah. Yeah, like it's my mother's home cooking and you don't see that very often in New York. Right. So... Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that was another thing uh, why we wanted to do more sozai stuff, you know, like home cooking. Mm. And also it's a family-owned business, so right. that's our that's well, style. The sozai is not um, well-known, well, often heard in this country, but sozai yeah. is, um, like, like you said, main dish and other balancing yeah. um, the small yeah. dishes. That complements uh, the main mm-hmm. dish as well as you, you get nourished by eating all different kinds of vegetables. Um, sometimes it's cooked, sometimes it's um, pickles. Yes. And yeah, that's, I think that's another reason that Japanese cuisine is known as being healthy because of the existence of this sozai dishes. Yes. yes. Right? Yeah. They make so, you eat a lot, lot more vegetables. Right. Uh, so, what are some of the sozai dishes that you have? for example, so that the listeners can understand what they are. Yeah, we have usual suspect like, you know, hijiki, uh, which is seaweed, uh, simad with um, broth and uh, carrots and different kind of vegetables. You know, we use uh, chickpeas instead of mm. soybeans. Okay. And uh, also kimpira, like uh, it's like a stir-fried um, root vegetables. Uh, <laughs> we also use uh, lotus root for it. Mm. Like a little bit spicy, sweet, spicy, stir-fried, you know, traditional stuff. Right. And also we do like, uh, you know, what we do is like a nimono, which is like simad vegetables with uh, seasonal vegetables, you know, like different different season had a different kind of uh, vegetables. So mm. um, we use that for occasions and... Right. Yeah. Yeah. So by the way, the sozai dishes are perfect for a simple bowl of white rice because yes. i mean outside japan people really don't appreciate the whole you know perfect bowl of white rice what it means is it's <laughs> special you know uh, species yeah. of rice and it's shiny and uh, mm-hmm. nicely sticky fluffy and by itself yeah. you can eat one satisfying mm-hmm. meal yeah. and then yes. Those saltiness and sweetness goes really well with the white rice. So that's the essence mm. of Japanese food, I think. Yes, yeah, I, I agree. You know, a lot of rice involving. And right. Yes, I think the main goal is how much rice you, you can eat <laughs> with these right. different dishes. Yeah. 
Yeah. But, but to me, it's a similar to Italian food, right? For if you go to Italy, you don't have a whole、um, plate of pasta. It's like, you know, a few bites, but、right. it enhances the ingredients on top.、Mm-hmm. So, right? That's the same idea as Japanese white rice. You don't have many bowls, it's just one perfect、um, bowl、yeah. of white rice, and it、mm-hmm. goes with other things as、um, kind of a center stage. And based on the white rice, you pick different k i n d of dishes, the sozai, and then you get satisfied. Yes. Because、um, you, you don't、uh, keep eating the same dish, that gives you some moments to satisfy. Yeah. yeah.、Uh, so that timing actually sends、uh, the signal to your brain, you're getting satisfied. So it's called harahachibume,、uh, it's like 80% full. Right. right. It's perfect for your health. So that's, that's one of the foundations of Japanese cuisine. Which is the hardest thing to do, but yeah, you cannot really <laughs> limit yourself to 80%. But yeah, that's, right. that's yeah. But yeah, I, I saw, like, for example, I was looking at the, the menu, like Zuke Tsunadon、mm-hmm. um, on your menu. So Zuke Tsunadon is the white coat、uh, tuna loin slices marinated in sweet soy sauce in mix, and the baby arugula, avocado, nori seaweed, toasted white sesame over brown rice.、Right. and Also, well, going spicy tuna. I, I can eat the whole thing like three times a day. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and the pictures are great on your website. So, thank you. It's amazing. Thanks. Thanks to our friend Ken who took the pictures. Oh, okay.、Yeah. So,、um, all right. So, Japanese food is known as very healthy, as I, we just briefly discussed now. But, how、mm-hmm. difficult is it to make it、uh, allergen free?、Um. Well, finding alternative condiments was the hardest part, but then, then again, it's not going to be the same as using the, the regular condiments to make a,、mm. a traditional dish. e s So we had to do a lot of experiment.、Mm. But、uh, in the beginning, it wasn't so busy. So, you know, we had a lot of time to experiment there. So,、um, It was fun at the same time. So, right. So, so、yeah. for example, the condiment you said earlier, like soy sauce, not the regular soy sauce, but、right. uh, tamari, which、mm-hmm. is、um, basically、uh, gluten free soy sauce,、yeah. right? Which is so, originally soy sauce, soy sauce too.、Yeah. Right. Tamari was、um, originally the first one, right?、Yeah. Right. And、uh, if you go to Kyoto Kaiseki, they have like different soy sauce served at different、right. dishes. So,、um, So, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a salt, you know, like a, when you say salt, the other salt tastes different. So, all the soy sauce tastes different too. So, like、mm. a, in order to, you know, you set up the goal to make,、right. you know, let's say, kimpira. So, which one is the best soy sauce, you know?、Mm. And, uh, yeah,、so、that makes friend, a big difference, actually. Yeah, many yeah, people have different salts at home, like two to three. I have like five different salts, and it really、yeah. makes a big difference. Yes. Right. Um, yeah, so other than soy sauce, do you have any、mm-hmm. specific、uh, condiments or the ingredients that you, you use often to make it、uh, allergen free? Yes, so we make our, our own broth,、uh, vegan, vegan Japanese broth, you know, like with、uh, kelp, kombu,、mm-hmm. and、uh, among the other stuff. Sometimes we use mushroom and root vegetable to make a broth. So,、um, So that's based on that. So, we, of that, we make our own ponzu and also like、uh, different k i n d of sauce, you know,、um, for the different dishes.、Mm. Right. Well, sometimes the、uh, substitute can be、mm. tastier. Like, for example, I like Van Leeuwen's ice cream, and、uh, yeah. I actually prefer the vegan vanilla than regular、yeah. vanilla. Mm-hmm. It's just somehow it tastes better, I think, nut based. So, okay, yeah, cashews, cashews, right? Right, yeah, yeah. So, do you have any、uh, anything that you, you think is more successful than regular <laughs> <laughs> dishes? Yes, our vegan broth is really good, you know. I think it, it's almost the same as、um, fish based broth,、mm. yeah. right? So, talking about using、uh, kombu. Kombu, yeah, not only kombu, but、uh, we use、um, mushrooms,、uh, shiitake mushrooms, and different kinds of root vegetables. Depends on the season. You know, sometimes we use daikon. and、um, mm. Yeah. Right. So, 
people started to use the word dashi, but dashi mm-hmm. basically,、um, in general,、uh, I think many, most Japanese family restaurants use the combination of kombu and、yeah. uh, bonito flakes, but you don't use bonito flakes. Bonito flakes so, based is, you know. Yeah, we wanted to keep、animal. it the basics as, you know, vegan. So even though we, we sell fish and stuff, but, you know.、Right. The, so, you know, vegan or vegetarian people come, you know, they can have anything here. And by mixing with the dried、uh, shiitake mushrooms, so、mm-hmm. um, basically, dashi is、uh, the balm of umami. And、yes. if you combine different types of、uh, umami,、mm. amino mm. acids,、uh, kombu、mm. and shiitake, they're very different. And they、yes. have synergy. So it's not just adding two different tasty elements, but they multiply if you combine them. So... Yeah, like、uh, I can imagine your dashi stock based on、um, kombu and shiitake mushroom must be really delicious. So one day I have to come and、uh, taste yes, that. Please do. Yes, please. <laughs>、right, do you sell it by, as a soup or like, you know? Yes, we do miso soup and also we do noodle dishes. So it comes with、uh, broth. Okay.、Yeah. Right. Okay. Sounds great.、Uh, and you, yeah, you have、uh, many. Different、um, dishes like a udon, you have udon too? Yes. Udon dishes so, too, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of like my homage to a、uh, samurai mama.、Mm. <laughs> right. I also wanted to ask about you know, you have different onigiri、um, yes. rice bowls. So, what's、mm-hmm. the relevance of onigiri in Japanese food culture? I, I, I think it's. Onigiri was like、um, when you travel. Something you carried with, so d- during your journey, you can, you can have a lunch break or whatever. you know It's like easy to carry. It's a you know, bowl of rice with different k i n d of、um, ingredients. Right. So,、um, yeah. And, but I guess now it kind of b e c o m e like a snack.、Mm. Because if you, if you go to a convenience store in Japan, you know, they, they have like so many different kinds of onigiri. Rice bowl. Right. So, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if they still do.、Um, I don't know, you know, Japanese mothers still make onigiri for their kids' lunch, but、uh, mm. I think it was very good. I think it's、uh, onigiri, it's just a simple rice bowl and it can be different, just only simple、uh, white rice with salt、mm-hmm. to something like you make.、Uh, your signature onigiri is、um, multi grain. Uh, rice and black sesame and pickled plum. That sounds amazing. And、uh, you have a kelp or kale, white sesame,、mm-hmm. and jalapeno miso. That's creative. And white sesame、mm-hmm. and spicy tuna or salmon. So, yeah, so I think、uh, the onigiri, basically, people think of onigiri as、um, it's a symbolic、uh, food of love, of mother's love, because、yes. uh, you make with both hands and you can、mm-hmm. put your Love into the、yeah. rice bowl. That's like a Japanese mindset. So,、yes. selling、uh, those special rice bowls at your place, I think, is a good、um, kind of communication of Japanese culture to、uh, your、yeah. customers. It got, so, it got so much popular now, but、uh, yeah, when we started it, it's still kind of new to the you know,、um, people in New York, I、mm. guess. A lot of people used to ask us a lot of questions.、So. Right. Yeah.、Okay. But I think it's something to do with、uh, Shinto, too. I don't know. I had something about this.、Uh, the triangle signifies something in Shinto. So I don't know. Oh, really? Oh, I have to、yeah. look up.、Yeah. I didn't know that.、Mm-hmm. Huh, interesting.、Um, so, maybe shape of shrine or something like that. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Or three, three different, different gods or whatever.、Mm, interesting. I'll look up. Yeah. And. And also,、um, yeah, so based on what you serve, and、mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you say you're becoming more popular, but who are、yeah. your customers at the Japanese deli? Mostly local people, you know, the people who live in Lower East Side, East Village. But,、uh, you know, basically, all, at the same time, it's all city too. You know, people come from Brooklyn and, you know, they have a job in downtown and their、uh, subway station is nearby. And, You know, they just sometimes they just drop in and buy some grocery, and at the same time, they pick up, you know, rice bowls or whatever we have.、Mm. 
you know, right. you know, it's, but mostly local people. You know. Right. Are they looking yeah. for allergy-free food? Or yeah, healthy too. Yeah, lots of, yeah, we have a lot of gluten-free customers too, so that's, mm. that's really, you know, yeah, mm. good. Right. I'm curious though, are there more people looking for, you know, allergen-free, gluten-free food? Yes, yes. I think, you know, when, when I was growing up, um, I didn't find many people with allergy, but now, that, now there's so many, you know. Mm. So I guess, I don't know, I don't know. I don't right. Know why, people, but, yeah. I think there are two ways. Like people get more educated. Like, oh, maybe I have an allergy, and also actually we are contaminated yeah. by all those chemicals surrounding yeah. us. Yeah, I think like, yeah, it's a both way. Yeah, but yeah. When I was mm. when I was a kid, you know, like oh, I got a stomachache, and they're like, oh, drink some water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so they didn't really care, you know. But now I guess you know, oh, well, I'm getting sick, so uh, maybe wheat, uh, something else. And, Right. Yeah, I guess people, yeah. Are more people are more conscious to what you know they're taking. Mm. I guess. Right. Well, we tend to forget the natural recovery capacity of our body, but nowadays I think all the chemicals are overwhelming us. So yes. I think a place like New Japanese Delhi is becoming more important. Um, That's another thing I was finding out because. I wasn't much conscious of it, you know, before because, you know, maybe I was young and so I didn't care what I really eat. But as long as you're eating like Japanese food and you don't really get sick, you know, and if you follow, even if you follow like seasonal stuff, that's really good too. Like it's really like perfectly designed, you know, because mm. during the winter time you, you eat more root vegetables and, uh, you know, like gobo and, you know, like it's it really kills, you know, cold and you know mm. and some of the stuff killing germs you know like a, a pickled plants you know so it's right. like almost like natural healing mm. right and also heard that summertime your body is more capable of um, digesting sugar from fruits so that if you have an insulin problem um, then it is better to eat sweet stuff in the summer <laughs> right um so how old is your daughter now and uh how does she like the food at new japanese deli she's 11 now and oh. uh, yeah she loves it you know she she grew up on it and um even though she thinks she's american <laughs> but i guess it's in, <laughs> it's a it's a in dna so she appreciates it she likes natto and stuff too mm. yeah and, tell us uh, about natto it's just becoming more keywords nowadays we I hear often about natto. Yeah, it's basically fermented soybeans, but it helps digestion and you know as well as it's very nutritious. Mm. And but it's got the intense aroma to some people. Right. So my mother even she didn't even like it. You know she's from the west, so a lot of people from Osaka they hate it natto. Right. Interesting. Yeah, it's like, actually my father was from the south, southern Japan, and uh, okay. he, for some reason, he hated it. So yeah. I've never seen real natto until I became an adult. Right. It was banned from my, my family. <laughs> oh, okay. Did you like it then? <laughs> well, I really haven't seen it, like even uh -huh. touched it. And um, okay. so uh, maybe like five years ago, I started to eat natto, and now I feel amazing. Yeah. And so, I mean, we had a guess about, you know, natto producer guess in the past, but um, right. recently I started to try, uh, there are two types of natto, like a whole natto. The other one is a hikibari natto. Yeah. So yes. hikibari is, uh, put, uh, they are peeled so that there's mm. no skin and they cut right. into small pieces and right. they don't have much smell as that oh. could be offensive to some, you know, beginners of natto. Really? I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know that either. So, yeah. and it's highly <laughs> digested because there's no skin, you know, the soy, soy uh, skin. Right, right. So yeah. uh, they, it's believed to be better for small infants or kids or elderly. Okay. Right. Uh -huh. So, yeah. And also the natto is amazing for uh, the fact that it contains a very bioavailable vitamin yeah. K2, right. which is, you know, K1 is everywhere, but K2 is very hard to get. So mm. it's uh, it helps to you know 
bone density increase and all those things. So, so natto is amazing. And also, first time I, I smelled it, I was so scared because yeah. my dad said, well, don't eat mm-hmm. it. But, right. oh, wow, it's, it's a smell. It depends on the brand. Some brands are very strong. But what I tried was there's some、uh, coffee notes to、yeah. my nose. And、mm-hmm. uh, I looked up. So there is a, a chemical called the pyrazine. And the pyrazine is included in actually coffee and chocolate.、Okay. So, yeah, I happened to find that pleasant、mm-hmm. smelling natto for my first、okay. time. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I carried away about natto. Well, yeah, I guess depending on people's palate. But,、uh, yeah. I... A lot more people buy natto now. Yeah. Non Japanese I... people, yeah.、Mm. Right. And it's, yeah, the health benefits is really tremendous.、Right. Right. right. So, you do sell natto?、Um, We do. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, because、nice. uh, besides takeout food, we also carry some condiments and the grocery. So,、mm. we sell nat- natto and、um, we, we make our pickles and you know, the pickled、right. plums, stuff、mm. like that. So, yeah. Right. People are picking up on it. Mm. I hope that they discover more. I think you are really a、uh, um, kind of an ambassador for authentic Japanese home cooking. So, yeah. <laughs> I hope、um, so, yeah. Yes, you, you are.、Um, Thank you. So, how are you coping with this,、uh, the coronavirus <laughs> pandemic yeah. situation?、Um, it was great in the beginning because you know, kids didn't have to go to school, so we cooked a lot at home.、Mm. You know, and、uh, I love cooking for my kids. You know, they always give us good feedback. So you know, <laughs> that, give, that gives me an idea for the new dishes and stuff. So、oh, I、wow. experiment with my kids. And, and also, you can't really underestimate kids' palate. You know, they, they, they tell you that straight up. You know, if, you don't like, if they don't like something, and they tell you. So,、mm, so no sugar coating. The, no sugar coating. They're brutally honest. <laughs> that was great in the beginning, but yeah, I don't know.、Um, I, was, I was planning to open the restaurant and I had a place and everything, but、uh, you know, we decided it's not a good time to open it. So、mm. um, I'm not sure.、Um, but I guess you know, a lot, lot more people are cooking at home now. So you know, they come to our store and they ask us a lot of you know, different questions, and、uh, I can always suggest them you know, to use certain things and stuff. So, Mm. That was a good part too. So, a lot of good、right. stuff came. You know, it's a different situation and a hard time. And, but, uh, yeah.、Mm. Right. So it, I, it wasn't too bad. Right. So, it seems that the relationship with food changed in terms of, you know, just go out or eat in. There's something、right. in between. They started to discover. Yeah, maybe you can start a. Cooking classes on Zoom <laughs>、yeah. or something like that, because I'm sure、yeah. little people learn how to make them.、Mm-hmm. Yeah.、Like. Maybe you can organize that too. I, <laughs> I, 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 okay, I, I'll I think about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what are your plans? You said that, I mean, you had a restaurant. I had a,、right? yeah, I had a. The,、mm. So, you're going to. I don't know. <laughs>、mm. uh, I, I want to see, like, I want to wait like a couple more months, you know, what's going to be,、like, to see what's going to be like. You know, some people say the end of March, it'll get, the situation will be get better, but I don't know. So it's been、mm. one, more than one year, so I have no plans.、Right. But,、uh, okay. Yeah, well, do, I'd, just... I'd love to open up the restaurant again, you know.、So right. I, missed all, I missed all the commotion and I missed all the business, so. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I ask this question because I think, you know, it would be nice if you expand the, you know, kind of、uh, roots to introduce this really healthy Japanese cooking、mm-hmm. to the world, New York world.、Um, yeah. Not just selling the finished、mm-hmm. items, but you can、uh, have、um, cooked food in the middle of, you know, in a dining table. I mean, eventually, everybody gets a vaccine. So it's, it's not the far future, I hope. Yeah. And、uh, yeah, because dining out in New York City often g e t associated
with like next day, oh, why did I eat too much last night? And、uh, I'm sure kind of dishes you make makes you healthy, like you get energized next day. So, yeah, that's the value of Japanese home cooking. Yeah, maybe 2000, 2022, maybe. But,、yeah. mm, right. Yeah, let's hope. It's like one time we don't have vaccines right now, enough of it, but、right. we, we didn't have enough masks. Now it's masks are everywhere. So,、right. yeah. hopefully. It was amazing how they recover from nothing to. Yeah. Right. And, and, I'm very、uh, hopeful too. So. Right. Yeah, not to mention many toilet papers in stores. <laughs> yeah, that was scary. Yeah. <laughs> right, for no reason.、Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so,、uh, yeah, so where can we find your updates online and social media?、Uh, we have a website, but we don't update it much, so I've been really lazy. But we have an Instagram、um, updating, not every day, but、uh, mostly weekly. So,、um, Hashtag Ni Japanese, you, know, you can find our Instagram and、uh, our website is、uh, ni.jp, de- no, sorry, nijapanesedaily.com.、Uh, okay, so, so nijapanesedaily.com and then、uh, Ni, you said the, the Instagram, so ni. Yeah, hashtag, hashtag nijapanese. Okay, so nijapanese.、Yeah. All right, so, well, Good luck and thank you for being such a great ambassador of Japanese authentic, delicious, healthy home cooking. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Okay. So,、uh, listeners,、uh, if you have comments or、uh, questions about the show or suggestion for show, suggestions for show topics or guests, please contact us at japanese.heritageradionetwork or akikokatayama.com. Japan Needs is a weekly program and always available at heritageradionetwork.org as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as a podcast. Our engineer is Aman Wang, and thank you for listening. I will see you next week. Japan Needs is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a non profit organization. Driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thank you for listening.